Today we launch a new series called Emulate. For those of you that weren't with us last week, shame on you. Just kidding. Um, This word emulate is our word for the year. If there's one thing that we at 1910 are striving the most for this year is we want to emulate Jesus. That word emulate means to imitate, act like. It means to copy. And, and, and I'm no rocket scientist. I'm an athlete that probably have one too many concussions. You know what I'm saying? But it's really simple for me. If we just do this one thing this year, I think this is gonna be a better place, amen? I believe that if, 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 if we could just wake up to this fact that, that we are to bring Jesus to life and put him on display, our community would be better. Our city would be better, amen? Amen. And so that's what we launch out today. We, we, we launch out into this series. And, and, and here's the deal. This image, the face of Jesus is right in front of me today. Because his desire is that we look like him, we act like him, we think like him, we make decisions like him, we, we, we spend our money like him. What would happen this year if we looked, acted, thinked, thinked? thought more like Jesus. And so today we're going to begin looking at and pursuing the Jesus lifestyle. Now I've had several, several weeks and and even months to, to kind of gear up and and get ready for this. But, but when you, when you start to, to look at, at, at the life of Jesus and, and, and try to get a picture of what he was like and, and how he acted, I mean, it's the, the list is endless. There, there are so many words, so many attributes, so many qualities that he possessed. I mean, we could fill these walls up today writing on there, just things about Jesus. In fact, it was fun this week for us. We, we kind of lobbed that question out on social media. Hey, when, when you think of Jesus, what one word comes to mind? Some of you are rule breakers and you wrote more than one word. That's okay. I get it. Wonderful counselor. Same idea. It's two words. That's all right. Um, That's okay. But it was fun because it it was just interesting to see the different things that came to your mind when you thought of of Jesus. And I've had a lot of time to prepare and and, and really get get ready for this. Um, But but, but as I was thinking, man, where do I start? There there was, I I went back to my childhood. I, I just had one of those kid moments. Now, my wife would probably tell you, that's not weird. You live in 12 year old body. You know, you, you act like that all the time. Right. Um, there was one song and there was one verse that, that I immediately, when I think of Jesus, that, that just came to my mind. So it didn't take me long. It wasn't really that difficult because this immediately came to mind. Now, now, now this song is, is, is a song that, that, that many of you probably remember singing uh, as a little boy and a little girl. In fact, if, if you spend any time in, 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 in a setting like this called church, or if you attended any vacation Bible school and, and drank that Kool-Aid that just kind of left the red mustache on your lip for like three weeks, remember that, right? Um, you made those macro, macaroni picture frames and your mom thought that that was like so incredible, right? Um, this was a song that you probably grew up singing in settings like that. And it goes like this. Jesus loves me, this I know. How many of you know that song? Let me hear you just a clap, just a, a clap. Awesome. awesome. If you're clapping, would you please stand right now and just sing that for the rest of us to enjoy Okay, that's all right. You don't have to. Don't, don't do it. 
don't do it. We want our guests to come back. But, uh, um, but yeah, we, most of us in that ha- have learned that song. And that song is so simple. We, we, we sang it just about every time we gathered in settings like this. We would go home singing it. Uh, but, but it's so simple. But yet it is so truthful, isn't it? It is so rich. It's so profound. I mean, many of you know the song, right? Let me ask you this. Do you know for a fact that Jesus loves you? Amen. You need to. I'm not just asking if you just know about the information. I'm not just asking if you just know the words to that little song that we sang. This is more than two plus two equals four. This is more than just some impersonal factoid. I mean, do you really know that Jesus loves you? Have you experienced God's love for you personally? Just as there was one song that immediately popped in my mind, there was also one verse in the Bible that, that, that I also remember learning at an early age. I think I was six months old when I learned this verse. Um, uh, this one verse that, that stands out and, and it's this verse, John three sixteen, right? You, you, you probably know. I mean, if there's any verse in the Bible that probably most of us have, have some sort of understanding or we've heard it at some point, it, it's, it's probably this one verse. I mean, this is the verse of the Bible. In fact, some have even called this, this verse, this one verse is the gospel in a nutshell. I, I mean, this one verse is, is enough for you to hit the road, pitch tents, in, in communities across the world and just preach the dog out of this, right? Dr. Billy Graham, this is probably his main sermon. He's preached for the years and years that he's been proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. This is the, the, the verse that, that most of our kids are, are reciting in, in, in churches across America today. Uh, this, this one verse is, is that verse that shows up on those large placards at, at football games and other major sporting events, right? You remember the rainbow Afro dude? right? John three sixteen, right? It, it, it was that one. Th- these are signs where, that are located where television cameras, they just can't avoid its message. Th- th- this is the one verse, the one verse that's probably spoken more by, by older saints, even as they breathe their final breath. John three sixteen. I, I want us to read this together. Okay. Let, let's, how many, how many, most of you know this or have seen this. If not, that's awesome. We're making memories today awesome. Let's read this together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Let's just leave that up for a little bit today. I I love this verse because I think that just as that one song I learned at an early age, this one verse also shares with me what I believe is the greatest quality attribute of who God is. That this one song and and this one verse reminds me of probably the greatest thing that, that I remember about Jesus, that he loves me, that Jesus loves. For God so loved the world. I mean, that is the motivating factor behind God's redemptive plan for for every one of us in this room today. He loves us. You need to know that. You you need to know that God loves you. He he not only loves you, he so 
loves us. I mean, we can't begin to wrap our minds around the depth of this love. In fact, the apostle Paul describes this love in in Ephesians 3, 18. He says, listen, I hope that you will know how wide and how long, how high and how deep his love is. God is love, 1 John 4, 16. And this deep emotion is what brings about the possibility of our redemption. Knowing him in the intimate relationship of father and child. You see, God, God loves you. And God's love for you is the motivating cause of salvation. For God so loved the world. And then the next part of that verse says that he gave his only begotten son. He gave his only begotten son. Son, you see our salvation, the free pardoning of our sin and and, and the promise of, of an abundant and eternal life in Christ. Listen, it did not come without a cost. God had to give something. In fact, you need to understand something today. Freedom is never free. It is always bought with blood. For us to be set free, from us to, to, to have those chains and, and shackles broken from our lives, it costs God something. It costs something of blood. You see, from the early chapters of Genesis, there's this, this scarlet thread woven throughout the pages of Scripture revealing something known as the blood atonement. And it climaxes in the final and complete sacrifice for sin on a Roman cross outside the city gates of Jerusalem. And in this moment on that day, Jesus not only spoke of his love for us, but as it says in Romans chapter five, verse eight, God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to what? He died for us while we were still sinners. You see, our salvation in Christ came at a great cost. God gave us his only begotten Son, his only son. Aren't you thankful for the love of God? Aren't you thankful for Jesus and the way he's demonstrated his love? You know, the tragic thing for me is that there are so many of you in this room that are listening, that are living a life without Christ. And the sad thing for me is that those who do not know Christ, they they can never, they can never know how much the father loves them. You see, our, our God demonstrated his love when we were the least deserving. He, he, he did something. He, he gave us the verses, his only son who, who died for us. No wonder the Bible says in John chapter 15, verse 13, there's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. You see, God proved his love toward us. How did he do it? It wasn't by by writing his love in flaming letters across the sky. It wasn't by belting his his strong voice from heaven expressing his love, no. The Bible says in Galatians chapter four, verse four, when the right time came, God sent his son born of a woman subject to the law. Now listen, Jesus was not some remedial action. 
He, he wasn't some last minute splint for a broken world when, when everything else had seemed to fail. The preparation that God had done for this moment, for heaven colliding with earth, great series. The, the preparation that God had done, it, it was staggering. I mean, just, just consider this. He had raised up a Greek nation that took the Greek language across the known world so that the gospel could spread without a language barrier. At just the right time, he had raised up a Roman empire. He built a, a road system of 50,000 miles across the world so the gospel could move from country to country. Yes, it was just the right time. When the right time came, God sent his son. When the right time came, Christ came. Each of us, each of us are the recipients of that. Each of us are the recipients, have the potential to be the recipients of this quality, this characteristic, this attribute of Jesus that we focus on today is love. You know, that's something that all of us in this room have in common. Every one of us in this room long to be loved. We, 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 we all have that, that desire deep down within us. Even, even the, the, the hardest of hearts that walked in here today thinking I'm my own man and I'm my own woman and, and I don't need anybody, just get out of my grill and don't tell me what to do and all that. All of us have this desire deep down that we all wanna be loved. And I want you to know that God loves you and he loves you so much. And he demonstrated that love by sending his own son and sending that love towards us. We all have that in common. Now, I know that we're all unique. No, no one on earth we know has DNA like yours and, 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 and your, your, your thumbprint is unique and, and it's different, right? We, I know that. But you need to know that you're an individual that desires love and you are an individual that is loved by God. You are. He loves you. And our prayer for you this whole day, and we, we, we've been praying this, that, that somehow you would see this in a new way for some of you for the very first time and that you would respond to the love that Jesus offers all of us. And you know this thing about love real quick? We can give it back to him too. You know that, right? In fact, I think there's nothing that brings him greater pleasure than when he sees us pausing or taking the time to, to offer our love back to him. And we can do that in a multitude of ways. You know, I think even just gathering in places like this and, and, and worshiping, I think is a way that we, we show God, hey, listen, we, we, we want to gather in this place and, and we want to, to give you our love. And, and when we worship, we, we are showing our love for God. We are. I, I think even when you pause and, and, and just pray throughout your day, you don't have to be here on Sundays to love God once a week. Come on, how many of you want it just for an hour and 15 minutes once a week? Nobody does. But even daily when we pray, daily when we take two minutes out of our busy schedule to, to, to read our devotional book, which are free, by the way, at guest services. Hey, you need one of those because you're gonna be sitting at the intersection of 46 and Herf Road and you're gonna have plenty of time <laughs> to have a quiet time with Jesus. How many know what I'm talking about? I've cussed so much over the last two months, it's unreal. 
I need a helicopter. Just kidding. Anytime we pause, anytime we set aside time to set our mind on things above and not of this world is our way of loving God back. And doesn't he deserve that, guys, how love? I mean, can any of us legitimately sit here today in this room and say, he's never shown his love for me? I wanted to say something, but they would have had to put a three-second delay on it. So I better not. Um, You are loved. Who woke you up this morning? It wasn't your Fitbit on your wrist or your mommy or your wife, husbands. It wasn't your wife that woke you up. The Lord woke you up. He clothed you. And by the way, you're the best looking church in all of Bernie. Thank you guys. You you smell good too. And uh, you sing. I mean, he, he did all that. He loves you. But, 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 but even if you're having a hard time just finding love around you, you need to know this very truth today. He sent a savior for you. He sent someone that didn't just talk a big game. He demonstrated it. Are you with me today? You see, that's the phenomenal thing about the love of God is that he expressed it to us when we weren't perfect, when we weren't deserving of it. He loved us, as scripture says, while we were still sinners. You see, Jesus came and he clothed himself in human flesh. He came to where we are so that one day we could go to where he is. That's why he came. In other words, he, he came to earth so that, so that we could go to heaven. He was forsaken so that we might never be forsaken. I love as someone once said, the son of God became the son of man in order that the sons of men could become the sons of God. That's why he came. It's his purpose. He loves you. And he wants you to be where he is. You need to know that that's, the, that's my purpose as a pastor is to take as many people to heaven with me as possible. I'm telling you, man, talk about worship on steroids and he- it's unreal, unreal. How does God love you? The ways are too many to count, but I've got a few I just want to remind you of today. In Isaiah chapter 49, verse 16, it says that he loves you so much that he engraved your name on the palm of his hand. Anybody else ever done that for you? I'm not talking about a tattoo gone wrong. I'm talking about permanency, what have you. Matthew chapter 10, verse 30, he says he loves you so much that he knows how many hairs are on your head. For some of us, it doesn't take him long to count that, does it? Amen, praise Jesus. Psalm chapter 56, verse eight, it says he loves you so much that he saves your tears in a bottle. In Jeremiah chapter 31, verse three, it says he loves you with an everlasting love. Come on, church. Jesus loves. God is love. And you need to know that God's love towards you is is very personal. You see, the great thing about this love, and and I think the reason that so many of us have a hard time with God's love, because God's love is so different than human love. You know that, right? You see, it doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you've experienced. God loves you. It doesn't matter what you've thought about yourself or, or what other people have said about you. You need to know God loves you. In fact, this is what God says about you in Isaiah chapter 43, verse four. He says, you are precious to me. 
you are honored and I love you. What? The the God of all creation, the rock that won't move says, you are precious to me. You are honored and I love you. So here's the deal. The next time somebody starts giving you the business about, oh, you're just too slow. You'll never match up. You're not smart enough. You don't look right. You don't got enough money and your car is a hoopty and it's no good. You just remind them of Isaiah chapter 43, verse four. I don't give a rip, Jack, what you think about me, but you need to know that the creator of the universe thinks I'm precious, that I'm honored and he loves me. And to be honest with you, I'm not here to please you and to make you, I, I, I could care less about you. No, don't tell them that. We're about finding and restoring, amen? But after you punch them in the nose, just let them know that my God says I'm precious. He loves me so, so much. You see, to me, what makes the love of Jesus, the love of God so amazing is that when you think about it, it's it's highlighted against the backdrop of a debt that each one of us owes. You see, at the core of of God's being is his holiness. And, And in order for any of us to have any type of relationship with him, listen, we have to find a way for our sins to be forgiven. The problem is there's nothing that we can do to accomplish this. You see, it's too big of a job for us. The debt that you and I owe is too big for us to pay. You see, we can't buy God's favor. We, we can't work for it. We, we can't even be good enough to earn it. You see, God's perfect holiness required that a sin be paid for. But because God's love was so great, God found a way and he sent Jesus. I hope that you'll hear of the love that the father has for you today. Folks, it is an everlasting love that in just my 25 minutes, I've tried to describe to you, but I've not fully been able to. Jesus loves. Sing that with me. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible, little ones to him belong. They are weak, but Come on, church. Yes, Jesus. Yes. Yes. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life.
Hey, listen, I believe that there's someone in this house today that's never responded to this love that Jesus has for you. And I don't know why, maybe the message has just gotten old. Maybe you've heard it time and time again. Maybe at one point you have felt pressured to respond to the love that God has for you or, or, or maybe there's just some other barrier, your, your pride or, hey, I, I don't need that or, or whatever. But, but, but for whatever reason, you've just rejected this perfect love that the Father has for you. Hey, here's the deal. And this wasn't scheduled or planned. My staff loves it when I do things like this. But I'm just, I can't leave here today. I can't without giving someone who is lost, someone who is hopeless because you don't have a savior. I I have to give you the opportunity to respond to Jesus's love today. Is that you? Is that you? I'm here. I'm here. If you're here today and say, you know what, Jason, I've never experienced God's love. I've heard the story, but for whatever reason in my life, I've never surrendered. I've never given up. And today's the day. Today's the day. I'm waving the flag. I'm giving up. I'm throwing it down. I don't care what people say about me, but I'm telling you, today's the day that I want to begin to live different because the love of Jesus, I'm going to let him come into my life. Is that you? I want you to come stand with me right now. Is that you? You come. Anybody? Anybody? Father, I thank you for the word spoken today. Father, thank you for the reminder through one song and one verse, we are reminded of the greatest thing about you, you love. Lord, I wanna pray for the person in this room that heard this message and God right now, there is a war raging within them because they hear it They know they need to respond to it, but God, for whatever reason, they're not. Lord, I pray that today they'd be miserable, that you would make it hard for them to sleep until they give themselves to you, Lord, until they surrender. Lord, you love them. I pray that they would know that you're not out to get them. You're not mad. You're not frustrated. You simply want to love them and forgive them. God, I pray that you've been honored and glorified with the preaching of your word today. We love you, Lord, don't we, church? Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.